Hello and welcome to a new retirement podcast series brought to you by Connexus Financial, hosted in association with the investment magazine, Professional Planner, and our media and event partner, the Financial Planning Association of Australia. My name is Alex Promos and I'm the head of institutional content and investment magazine. Along with my colleagues, Lawrence Parker-Brown and Matthew Smith, we spent the past five months curating content focused on the most pertinent issues in retirement for both institutional and retail fiduciaries. Since Paul Keating first steered the superannuation guarantee into law in 1992, Australia has been recognised for its accumulation or defined contribution system. However, when it comes to the meeting the needs of retirees, such as delivering advice, determining an appropriate investment strategy and navigating a dignified retirement, Australia has a lot to learn. This podcast series offers exclusive access to conversations with thought leaders in the retirement sector as they discuss ways to improve the system. I hope you enjoy the podcast series. Hi, everyone, and welcome to the Retirement Conference podcast series. My name is Matthew Smith, and I'm head of retail content at Conexus. I'm joined today by CEO of Allianz Retire Plus, Matt Rady. Good morning, Matt. G'day, Matthew. How are you? Very well, given the circumstances, and uh, we're all isolating, uh, as, 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 as I'm sure you are as well, Matt. So interesting times. Um, extraordinary times. Extraordinary times indeed. Look, let's, let's kick off into a bit of a conversation here. Uh, I'm sure like everyone, you're alive and alert to the current situation as it unfolds. And I know we've spoken uh, a few times in recent weeks. And like me, you've been probably playing out a number of best and worst case scenarios in your mind. Um, what's the sense... What's your sense of where advisors' heads are at at the moment talking with clients, particularly those clients close to retirement? Yeah, look, Matt, I, I mean, I, I think, you know, firstly, in times like this, there's absolutely no doubt that uh, advice is your best friend if you're somewhere uh, at or close to close to retirement, I think. And, and you know, what I think we've seen uh, is uh, over the past month or so is advisors' Uh, fundamentally at their best and what I really mean by that is that what they've managed to do is put their client interests like at the very top of their list so if you think about all of the stuff that's been going on over the past 12 months and the disruption that it's actually caused to advisors businesses Hmm. you know there's been a lot of distractions but when you enter into a crisis like this what you see shine is all of that basically gets thrown out the window and advisors are having real conversations with their clients um, to calm nerves and to help them through what can be a really challenging time. So that's uh, frankly what um, uh, you know the focus of advisors has been been on for the past past month or so. Yeah, and it feels like we're all getting a little bit of that heightened awareness in this environment, aren't we? Uh, perhaps performing at our best. So. Yeah, it's interesting to, to hear you uh, to, to uh, have that observation of advisors as well. Yeah, I think that's right. And, and you know, there's no doubt that, um, you know, people bandy around the term new normal and the reality is this is what it's going to be like and this yeah. is the way we're going to operate. And, and, you know, to be fair, you know, for a lot of advisors, this is new territory um, in terms of, you know, being able to service clients from a distance. And so, um, and, and over video conference or um, mm. and, and, and in particular. And I think that, you know, the comment I'd make around that is that just having, you know, visual, what we've found certainly working from home is that having visual engagement with, with staff is really, really important. And so, mm. you know, advisors have obviously been, been having, you know, 
phone calls with clients for a long time. But if you're really going to be there for them, then um, you know, video conferencing and and Zoom is just so important. So, mm. you know, what we've really tried to do to help with that is is help advisors through that transition as well. So, you know, we're running uh, some seminars on or some webinars on actually, you know, how to help advisors uh, um, with the technology, how to help advisors have have um, you know really strong conversations and helpful conversations with clients, and see so you see that coming out over the next couple of weeks. Yeah, great. Look, I want to ask you your product, an annuity style product, and, and you can talk me through that a little bit better. Um, would have, you would think would the, the rationale for, for this kind of product perhaps could be strengthened in this environment with these events unfolding? But what, what are you seeing in reality? Are you, it, it, there's also perhaps a, a bit of, um, you know, in shock and, um, uh, you know, frozen as well in terms of making decisions on on, on uh, portfolio allocations. What are you seeing um, advisors' behaviours in relation to your your product? Yeah, there's absolutely no doubt about that, Matt. I think over the last couple of weeks, um, you know, people are, are putting you know health first. They're putting family first, mm-hmm. um, and so it, it's unlikely that you know you're going to see a huge rush of applications into a product which fundamentally is a seven year investment. Right and and um, and so you know I think that's um, absolutely right. I think one of the things that that we we think about when we we think about um, future safe in particular is that it is incredibly flexible. So if you look at um, the past twelve months, you know it's primarily been positioned uh, as a sequencing risk product where um, you have the opportunity to get market upside up to a cap, and if you take uh, a little bit of risk. Uh, with your portfolio, I'm prepared to, um, um, you know, basically take a little bit more downside risk. Then we can give you a higher cap. And so, in other words, it's basically an equ- equity replacement sp- uh, strategy um, where uh, you can generate high returns for for uh, a known level of downside. And and um, in in this environment, you know, the question is, well, okay, have we missed the boat on that? And and you know some people may may have the view that okay well is this a bottom now now if you look at this compared to the GFC um, as an example you'll find that the equity sell off um, you know may well still have a long way to go but yeah. if you take the view that, that you've you've hit the bottom then you could say well maybe maybe you know that that part of the product is is you know out of cycle. But the interesting aspect of it is that um, you know what we're really seeing, real interested in in right now is is um, the other end of the product, where for uh, next to no risk, i.e., take a zero percent floor, so effectively a guarantee of of of, um, of not earning less than zero, you can still get equity market upside as an income, and so you know at that end, it's an equity, re- it's an income replacement strategy. Or potential strategy, not not an equity replacement strategy, and that's where we're seeing real real appetite at the moment. Yeah, and and over what time period do you think um, the headspace might be right for advisors to begin to make this, those types of decisions? Week, one month, or definitely, I, I I I think that that what what we we need to I mean, sort of touched on this before. What we what we need to make sure that advisors are comfortable with, with first is okay. Well. Um, where, how are clients feeling about yeah. you know, the safety and their health first, 
and yes. then okay, how can I? And and that's a you know going to take um, you know weeks to to settle in, frankly, um, yeah. if not if not longer. And then it's like okay, well now we've got decisions to make around your, you know your portfolio as TD's role, or as we look at you know where equity markets are settling and we're doing some rebalancing work. You know what do we do next? And that's yeah. where you know over the course of the next couple of months. What we think we've yep. got is is some options to uh, put in front of uh, advisors and put in front of clients. Yeah, great. That, that's, uh, that's interesting, and thanks for that uh, insight. Um, now, Allianz, I think it's all to the day or months ago, Allianz retires uh, came into the Australian market. Uh, happy birthday, by the way. You're one of those people having birthdays uh, in isolation, so commiserations for that. But uh, but happy birthday as well. Um, I mean, you've made your way around it. the market in the last 12 months and being, um, you know, quite, uh, uh, you know, purpose-driven about that. You know, about the, the market and in particular through your lens of time and inspiration. Yeah, well, firstly, I don't think we're the only ones that have celebrated a birthday in isolation. It's yeah. pretty hard to... To party. I mean, I, I I had my my fifty first birthday last week, and that, that went by with a with a whimper. <laughs> I had my twenty fifth <laughs> wedding anniversary yesterday, and uh, fair to say we didn't get much of a celebration on that one either. So, um, you know, I, I think there's a whole whole series of things that have been disrupted. But it is is look, it is really interesting, you know, having having been um, you know in the market for twelve months. And if we look back, firstly, just on you know, how we've landed. I think that um, when you do look back, you realise how well you've actually done. And, you know, we're obviously playing in this space where we're bringing something innovative into the Australian market. And it's been very difficult to innovate in this, you know, sort of decumulation or pension phase, you know, as, as so many people have discussed. Um, but if we look at uh, the traction that we've got over the past 12 months, I think that we can be, you know, really proud as a business of, of how we landed. We're well ahead of, of where, um, you know, new products typically are after after 12 months. And, you know, we've got real appreciation for the way that, that advisors have, have embraced the story and the, the conversations that we've got. Um, you know, and having said that, it's been a pretty tough market. Like we called last year disrupted, right? Yeah. And it yeah. was post royal commission post advice but yeah. we didn't know what was coming right and yeah. now yeah. The, you know if this is a, a a new new benchmark of disruption um and 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 you know the interesting thing is that um you know fortunately you know uh, we've got some experience on our side so whilst we're new to australia we've been through um you know as an organization things like the gfc pretty well we've held up through that and so um, it's it's a painful experience launching new product in Australia because you, right. you think you've got something great, um, but innovation is really it is hard work. And um, mm. uh, and and you know what we're trying to do is 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 have a new conversation with with the market around why investing in retirement is different, and you have to break all the rules, right? You you, you know the rules that you thought were um, were you know really important you know whether it's about averages and you know how you think about um quartile performance or whether you think uh, about rules like cash is king or um mm. you know when you when you think about volatility 
you know, all of those as, as a measure of as a measure of risk. All of those things basically get thrown out the window when, or in our view, when you you are talking about investing in retirement. And yeah, because yeah. people have been aligned to those principles for 25 years, it's a, it's a bit like talking about the world as, is no longer flat. Right? Yeah. <laughs> it takes a while to convince people right, that the world is round. And, yeah. and so that's fundamentally what we're talking about. Yeah, I'm going to press you in a moment um, to, um, you know, give me uh, your thoughts on, uh, you know, your candid and pointed thoughts on on what the super system, um, you know, what changes, you know, need to be made. But but just before I do, um, uh, you know, those listeners who will be um, listening in advance of our retirement conference uh, live stream, um, please uh, tune in to... Um, to uh, Allianz, uh, Allianz Retire Plus's um, session um, because um, there's some really interesting, um, you know, um, points to be made there. And one of those points is this concept of the birthday lottery. Um, do you want to just um, give me a little bit of a sense of that? Because it's quite an interesting, um, you know, uh, way to think about how, I suppose, uh, um, you know, how much chance is really left up to, to individuals' retirement savings, which is such an important, important thing. Yeah, that's exactly right, Matt. So we've got, uh, you know, a great chart of, uh, on this, which which Jackie will talk to in the presentation. But to just just think about it principally, what we really mean when we're talking about the birthday um, lottery is that the year you retire is really important, right? Yeah. And the year you retire is principally defined by the year you're born. So if you happen to be born in a year where you subsequently hit 65 and you're in the middle of a bull market and that bull market carries on in the early periods of your retirement, then you will do really well in retirement. Yeah. But if you hit 65 in a year where markets have just disappeared by 30%, then your lifestyle in retirement is potentially fundamentally different from what your expectations originally were. For many people, that that uh, can involve, um, you know, the, the the real fear of running out of money, and for others, that can involve the fear, you know, associated with just not being, you know, their their um, retirement not not meeting, you know, their expectations. And I, I've personally experienced this in the context of my parents who retired just before the GFC. And then, you know, you see markets go back 30%. And they, they, they were reasonably well off and they felt they'd be self-sustaining. But the consequence of that is, is um, you know, a, a change in, in their lifestyle. The fact that, you know, my dad went back as a physio part-time to, to work, which he had no expectation of ever having to do, um, you know, then now ending up on a part pension. And, and for them, that was just not, not, you know, where they expected to be. Yeah. So, so I find that um, you know that birthday lottery is something which um, is a consequence of our retirement system as it speaks at the moment. Yeah. Because the onus uh, of investing and uh, you know sits directly with the, with the investor, and that's a, or the retiree, and that's a real problem. Yeah. Yeah. Um, and uh, I'll, we'll, as I mentioned, we'll go on to that the super system kind of framework in in a moment. But I just wanted to to ask another follow up question there. I mean, you said some some nice things about advisors who obviously you work with, um, you, you know, on the on the product side. But you know, also are advisors doing their job 
you know, enough to be, to be um, are they considering individuals, um, you know, circumstances enough? Are they um, modelling for, you know, a, a range of outcomes or are they just modelling for uh, expectation of returns and, and mortality? Like, uh, are they, yeah. is their process robust enough? Are they thinking deeply enough about people's retirements? Oh, I think there's plenty more work we can do in that space. And I think that there's, um, you know, we, we, we see people talk a lot about, about retirement, but, you know, our experience over the past 12 months is it's very difficult, as I sort of inferred earlier, to change traditional thinking. Mm-hmm. And there's a safety in basically knowing what you know. Yeah. Right? And so, you know, when, when you know, things like, like environments like this happen, people revert to what they feel comfortable with. And it is hard to try new new. Um, schools of thought and we see that in big institutions we see that with with you know um you know uh, independent advisors and so they're doing their best and right. and they're doing what what you know we think as i said before is exactly the right thing to do which is really focus on clients first right. um, but you know our job is to really try and help convince them that there might be a better way now in the middle of a crisis it's not necessarily you know, you know the the rough a great time to be able to do that. But um, you know what we're really pleased by is the conversation and the ears prick up, right? And we know we're 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 getting that message across. Mm. And so, you know, um, I think the receptivity of the advisor community to uh, that new way of thinking is is definitely has definitely started. Okay, okay. So the super system um, before we finish um, has this crisis. Um, I suppose ex- exposed uh, a system that um, you know we knew perhaps doesn't have uh, the right purpose, or or has been suggested that you know in in some other reports, Productivity Commission reports and others that uh, uh, or, or um, uh, uh, you know uh, some other studies that perhaps um, you know doesn't have the right purpose. Is the framework correct, and uh, what needs to change? Well. Um... Firstly, I could go on about this um, ad nauseum, but I think that this is a real catalyst for a real rethink, right? Yeah. Now, we, we know um, that our, our system is what I call half-baked, right? Okay. So it's basically been about the, the um, you know, focus on getting money into the system with, with much less focus on, uh, you know, um, just helping guide people in the way to manage um, the... Um, investment risk of, of, and market risk in, when, when they take money out. Mm. And as a consequence, what we've seen you know, with that is, is real fear and anxiety in the way that retirees behave uh, because they just don't know how much their balance or how long their balance in super is going to last or how much they should take you know, per annum. And that is heightened in scenarios like this. So what we see you know, is and and what we hear about is is investors, you know, in a panic with a flight to cash at potentially the worst time. Um, you know, switching from from you know their their portfolios inside of super and putting putting money money in cash, and looking at their superannuation balance every day. Now that is crazy. In fact, what's interesting is that you know some of my own leadership team can't help but do that right now. Right, so it's just consumer behaviour, and the problem is, um, uh, is is because, and, and for retirees, the onus, you know, sits squarely with them, and um, 
you know, they, they feel like they've got to do something, then they can't help but, but think about it and the implications. And so, you know, we, this is an opportunity and, and a catalyst for a genuine rethink for how uh, the superannuation uh, uh, system should work for retirees. It's a yeah. catalyst to bring back and, and to, to fast track the responsibility that trustees have for looking after that particular cohort of members in particular, those in retirement, and helping helping them with stable and consistent income streams that last a lifetime. And, you know, the um, you know, policy was pushed back on concepts like SIPA. Yeah. Well, you know, if this isn't a catalyst to bring to bring both the retirement income um, covenant and sippers back on the agenda at the forefront of policy rather than tweaking around the edges then i don't know what is okay and and the reason that um was taken off the table in the first place was um you know uh trying to avoid um monopolies or or, or, you'd know better than i would what are some of the the reasons yeah well we, we, we let's 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 take them take them in in two bits firstly sippers you know, we're, we're pushed back for probably some legitimate reasons. Yeah. It's like, okay, we need we need to make sure there's genuine healthy competition in this space, and there's a capability that exists that's actually going to work. Mm-hmm. And so, and and what we what we've seen is that it's quite hard to innovate in retirement, and there's very limited appetite from um, you know organisations or capacity from organisations or or um, whether they be be. Uh, internally, like like superannuation funds, or whether they be insurance companies like us, to be able to deliver outcomes that are going to be um, uh, appropriate for for mm. for members. And so, I think that 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 did need some time, but we need to increase the urgency, you know, in relation to that. So um, that's the first point in relation to the retirement income covenant. There is some appetite to push that one uh, through, but it, it's been pushed back from a priority reason, you know, to try and deliver on, you know, Hain reforms, which are important. Mm. But the reality is that we all know what super is all a, really all about, and it still doesn't have a purpose. Yeah. Right. And so we've got to make sure that there's increased guidance and increased responsibility for trustees to uh, deliver to uh, members in retirement, because that's the purpose of superannuation. And so to um, you know, provide some more specific rules for them around strategies to help manage clients. You know, that to uh, help manage manage incomes in retirement is is really really important. Never more important than right now. Yeah. Look, Matt, um, we've run out of time. Um, thank you very much for your time and uh, and your candid thoughts uh, at uh, this time of a uh, really interesting time of of crisis. I look forward to. If you haven't uh, caught Jackie Lennon's. Um, presentation please do on the live stream or uh, or, or, or subsequently as a recording uh, on the retirement conference uh, hub but um, Matt thanks very much mate Appreciate it's it. a pleasure Matthew great to chat